Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. I want to honor his mind to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm excited today to continue in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, and today we'll be looking at verse number 14 and 15 specifically, and we'll probably read some other verses around those couple of verses. If you want to be finding your place there in your Bible, I'll give you some time to find it by telling you about Help for Today. Take a moment, visit the website helpfortoday.org, help, the number four, today. .org, helpfortoday.org. This is a free resource put together by the staff of the North Valley Baptist Church and the, the faculty of the Golden State Baptist College. And these men and these ladies have taken time to write articles designed to be a blessing and a help to the Christian life. And I believe that you're going to enjoy Help for Today. So take a moment when you can and visit Help for Today. Now, Help for Today is not just just for folks in full-time ministry, but also for those just who are saved and living the Christian life. You'll find something for you on Help for Today, I promise. Whether it's ministry or marriage or child-rearing or current events, there are articles with you in mind. We've written these to be a help to your life. What I like about Help for Today is the articles are all different. Some of them are lengthy, some of them are short, some are in paragraph form, some are bulleted, some are numbered, and others are not, but you'll enjoy it. Also, we have printable material on Help for Today that you can use in your own ministry. Here's another thing I want you to consider. If you'll subscribe to Help for Today, then we can send you a free email uh, article every day, and you'll enjoy those articles. I use those articles as devotional thoughts. What I do is uh, I'll get up in the morning and grab my Bible, and I'll get some coffee, and I'll read uh, my Bible, and when I'm done with that, I'll check my email. I'll get that help for today email and use the article as a devotional for the day. All you do is when you go to the website, you'll see a pop-up box. Type your email address in that pop-up box and hit subscribe. That puts you on the free email list, and you can receive an article every day. The thing about devotional material is when it's a book and you read through it, you've read through it. It's done. But with these articles, you get a new one every day, and you'll never say, well, I got to the end of the book and it's over, but you'll be able to use it continuously as you strive to grow in grace. All right, let's get in our Bible today. Second Thessalonians chapter number three. The Bible says in verse number 10, let's begin reading, For even when we were with you, this we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. Now, that's good preaching today. That goes against the most liberal policy where they'd rather everybody be government dependent. But here, God has given us the physical ability to labor, and we ought to work with our hands and enjoy the fruits of that effort, that labor, that work. Now, I believe we ought to take care of those who physically can't. But I believe if somebody has the health in their body to work, they ought to get up and work. For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busy bodies. By the way, that lends itself to being a busy body when you don't have anything to do. Idleness is your enemy. 
during this COVID-19 pandemic, so many things have fallen apart because people have not been on schedule. A schedule is so important. You got to get a schedule and make the schedule your boss. Follow your schedule. Obey your schedule. Uh, Stick to your schedule and live by a schedule. All right, verse 12, now then that are such, we command and exhort by our Lord Jesus Christ that with quietness they work and eat their own bread. That means mind your own business and stay busy and enjoy the fruits of your labor. But ye brethren, be not weary in well-doing. You might quit some things, but don't quit good things. Don't quit godly things. Don't quit righteous things. Be not weary in well-doing. Don't get tired of doing right. Don't get tired of doing well. Don't get tired of working righteousness. Don't get tired of living for God. Stay at it. How do you stay uh, energized? Well, you got to keep refilling. You pour out spiritually, you got to fill spiritually. You need the power of the Holy Spirit of God. All right, now verse 14. And if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man and have no company with him that he may be ashamed. Paul has given them this command now twice in this chapter. He tells them in verse number 6 to withdraw from any brother that walks disorderly. Now he's telling them to stay away from, to not keep company with anyone who doesn't obey this letter. Withdrawing has the idea of you pulling your hand away from a hot surface. You don't take 20 minutes to do that. You do it in a hurry. You got to separate from those that aren't walking in the right direction in a hurry. You say, I just want to give them time. You're going to get burned in the process. Paul says, withdraw. Paul says, don't have company. Paul says, note them, mark them, label them. Stay away from that crowd that's walking the wrong direction. All right? So Paul has been writing to the Thessalonians, and he's given them many Bible commands here in this short book of the Bible. And he said, if you find somebody who says that they're saved, but they don't obey, the Word of God, don't follow them. That'd be good for you and I as Christians. Just because somebody says they're saved doesn't mean they ought to be high up on your friend list. A saved person who drinks alcohol would not be a good friend. A saved person who cusses like a sailor, I don't even know if that's politically correct to say anymore, poor sailors, but anyway, a saved person who uses foul language probably ought not be your companion. A saved person who is a carnal and perverted and things of that nature. You say that could be say yes, yeah, saved and still act like that. I wouldn't say that'd be somebody to pile around with. That's somebody that we're to withdraw from. That's somebody we're to have no company with. Somebody who says they're saved but they don't believe uh, the word of God. Now they're saved but they've studied themselves into ignorance and now they would doubt per- portions of the word of God. That wouldn't be somebody to pile around with. Withdraw from them. Somebody who doesn't believe uh, um, in living a holy life, a separated life, and they try to draw you into carnality and worldliness, I would say that's somebody to withdraw from, have no company with, that they may be ashamed. That's one problem we have in Christianity today is that nobody wants to be absolute on anything and run the risk of offending anybody. Because of that, they are offensive to Christ, and they don't withdraw from these disorderly brethren, and there's no shame in the game. Verse 15, yet count him not as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother. And that's the proper response. Just because somebody doesn't line up or live the way that you think they ought to, listen, doesn't mean that they're your enemy. Who's our enemy? We battle against not flesh and blood, but against principalities, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. The devil's our enemy. But we ought to admonish, sternly address them as a brother. How are you ever going to help somebody if you don't ever help them? 
if you don't if you don't ever go to them and say here's the issue now listen maybe you can't do that because your life's not up to where it ought to be but as a pastor that's our job isn't it that's right to shepherd the flock we ought to admonish them older christians ought to admonish younger christians today we see it flipped where these young preachers want to tell old preachers how to get the job done that's not how it's supposed to be. All right, verse 16. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. The Lord be with you all. Now Paul makes mention of that several times, that he's the Lord of peace, the God of peace. Thank God for that. The world offers peace for a price, but our God gives us peace for free. Verse 17. The salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write. Paul, of course, has eye trouble. For him to take the time and to put forth the effort to write this letter by his own hand and not have a penman uh, write it, I tell you, that tells you that Paul was interested, that Paul cared about these Christians in Thessalonica. Paul wrote this epistle. He says right here, mine own hand, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Now, this epistle, to sum it up, Paul is writing, just like 1 Thessalonians, to a local church, a local set of believers that were living in days that were characterized by sin and apostasy and disorder. And Paul is calming their hearts and comforting them by reminding them Jesus is coming. In 1 Thessalonians, he reminds them that though those have died in Christ, he said that though they're dead, it doesn't mean that they're not going to rise when Jesus returns. No, the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive remain shall be cut up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and he talks about the coming of the lord and now he uses that truth that jesus is coming to keep us calm and also to keep us living right and not to seek vengeance or retribution or revenge but to understand the lord is going to set wrong things right when he returns and it's going to be a bad day he talks about the tribulation period and the judgment of god poured out upon this old uh, world and he talks about the fact that those uh, who remain who've heard the gospel are going to be damned and destined for a lake of fire and sent strong delusion we come to this text and he's talking about uh, how the wicked one will be revealed, that son of perdition, but ultimately Jesus gets the victory. This last chapter has been very practical. He's telling us to withdraw from disorderly brethren, to work and not be lazy, and to not get weary in well-doing. Well, we're going to jump into 1 Timothy next broadcast. You'll want to be here for that. And until then, keep praying for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.